Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 52, Oh Canada, the best Canadian actors of all time. Fun with Caveman. Okay, so this one's going to be a little bit different this week. So since you're a special guest on the podcast, I thought that I would throw you sort of right into the fire. So hopefully okay. you're, you're up to this. What we're going to do, uh, Caveman, is we're going to play a round of the winner's circle. From the oh, one, I love this. From the $100,000 pyramid. Chris, Chris, you know me. I love game shows. I have two specialty channels on my on my cable box right now one of them is GSN? retro music video channel and the yeah. other is the game show yes. network oh i love the game show network oh. the, the only thing is is though i get mad at the game show network because now they show like a lot of newer shows or they produce their own shows i want all the old stuff from like the 70s and 80s i love that stuff i could watch it all day long so now you're going to be thrust into it so you're going to be actually doing this so uh right. okay so k-ban here's how it's going to work i'm going to give you a list of movies or tv shows your job is to name the Canadian actor that appears in those movies or shows. Okay? Okay. You got it? It's, I, I list I list the movies or shows. You name the Canadian actor. You all set? Okay. Go. Once Bitten. Earth Girl. Carry. Very good. Freaks and Geeks. Seth Rogen. Very good. <laughs> Awake. Factory Girl. Shattered Glass. Jumper. Hayden Christensen. Oh, God, I hate that guy. <laughs> Ticket to Heaven. Porkies. Police Academy. Mannequin. Big Trouble in oh, Little China. Uh, uh, the girl from Sex and the City. What's her name? Kim Cantrell. Yes. <laughs> A Few Good Men. Flatliners. Stand. Parenthood, Ghostbusters. Rick Moranis. Yes! Your check will be ready. We'll mail the check out to you. Absolutely. We're, Yancey will mail the check out to you. Just contact oh, him. I'll give you his. It's, it's at Yancey Eaton on Twitter. Episode 53 The Biggest Movie Disappointments Ever. Fun with Caveman. Okay, so what we decided to do this week, last week I put you on the spot and made you do the winner circle of. Uh, of a hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, uh, this made, week I made, do it twisted my arm. Yeah, oh, you yeah. you killed it. You beat Billy Crystal's record going to the top of the pyramid, and you won the hundred thousand dollars. And Yancey's going to mail you a check. So okay, look good. for that in the mail in U.S. dollars. In U.S. dollars too. So it's yes. worth even more in Canadian dollars. And um, so anyway, so this week I decided to do something different. I thought I'd throw it over to you, and I'd let you sort of take the reins with things. So uh, what would you like to do? All right. So I've got some trivia questions here. So. The show has been about our personal uh, um, disappointments at, uh, you know, disappointing movies. Right. I'm going to ask you some trivia questions about the biggest 
box office disappointments. Oh, These okay. are okay. all about movies that had huge budgets and made no money. Okay. Uh, huge losses for the studios. Um, they're all going to be in that theme. I wasn't sure how difficult to make them, so there's sort of some that are tougher than others. I tried to drop some hints in the questions, but we'll we'll see here. I, th- I think you should be able to get most of them, but uh, we'll see. I got five questions for you. We'll see how you do. Okay. Okay. So remember, they're all going to be about box office disappointments. So first one. So just because you've got two bankable stars that are romantically involved off screen doesn't mean that they should make movies together. And this was painfully apparent in the 2003 romantic comedy starring Benefer that had a budget of 75 million and only earned a disappointing 7 million. Can you name the movie? Yes, I mean most people thought it was called Giggly, but it's actually Gigli. One. Oh man, was that bad? That was a, that was a big bomb. Oh, that was terrible. All right. Uh, did you ever see the movie? Mm-mm. No way. No, me neither. I'm not sitting through that crap. <laughs> yeah, but I will admit they also worked together in a Kevin Smith film called Jersey Girl. They had a couple of early scenes in that movie. As a huge Kevin Smith fan, I went and saw that in the theater. That one was also disappointing, but it didn't lose quite as much money. And, and the thing with Geely too, is I think a lot of people were like, oh, it was just the Benefer thing was so big. People don't realize back at the time, that Benefer thing was like, crazy crazy it was like so overexposed and so some people might chalk it up to the fact that that movie bombed because of the overexposure no the movie sucked (laughs) (laughs) plain and simple anyway all right that was a big one oh yeah that was a good one okay moving on question number two so did you say did you say they it cost 75 million to make they had a budget of 70 how the hell did that movie cost 75 million dollars to make they didn't nothing happens there's no special effects what, could, did could, they did they each get paid like thirty five million dollars for it or something? Well, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know where these numbers come man, from. Oh, man, just, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All go right. ahead. Question number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got me laughing now. Okay. Fun. Number two. What nineteen ninety nine psychological thriller about an anthropologist who's imprisoned for murder stars Oscar winners Sir Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. had a budget of eighty million. And only earned a disappointing thirty-four million. Name the movie. Oh man, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't Sphere? Was it? no. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, uh, I have no idea. The answer is Instinct. Oh God, what the hell is that? I don't even ever heard of that movie before. I don't think. I, I remember seeing it on video. Uh, I think I was still working at Blockbuster at the time, so it was one of the freebies. Yeah, it was not great. <laughs> it was uh, in the dollar bin, was it? Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, I did when I was doing a little bit of the research. For I'm the a question, Gen Xer. Though. This is 19. What'd you say? 1999. 1999. Okay. Ah, I don't hey, know man, stuff. I got I got to stomp you. Yeah. Uh, interesting bit of movie trivia that I read when I was reading this. It says um, after takes with Cuba Gooding Jr., Sir Anthony Hopkins ru- would routinely say, show me the money. In <laughs> to character from Jerry Maguire. Oh, gosh. So that brought a smile to my face. I can imagine Sir Anthony Hopkins doing that. So ah, there you go. All right. Question number three. These, sure. I think these are going to get a little easier as we go here. Oh, for okay, you, Chris. whatever. Okay. Uh, Steven Spielberg's film Jurassic Park was based on a best-selling novel by author Michael Crichton. Yes. But not every Crichton book has become a successful film. No, it has not. Can you name two of the three biggest box office disappointments that were movies based on Michael Crichton novels? Uh, two. Well, Congo was definitely one. Congo um, was not. Congo actually made money. Congo made money, did it? Not a lot, but it did. Um, Westworld? Didn't make the list. Oh, because Westworld, maybe Westworld made some money back in 73 when it came out. I'll give you a hint. Yep. Just mentioned one. 
like a minute ago. Was it Sphere? Was that his? Oh, oh so one Sphere of, was Sphere one. Sphere had a budget of eighty million, grossed thirty-seven million, so it had losses in, of forty-three million. Holy smokes! Can you name one of the other two? I don't think I could now. One of them, the one with the biggest losses, start Antonio Banderas, if that helps. No. All right. It was a movie called The Thirteenth Warrior, no. based on the book Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton. Okay. And the third one uh, starred Gerard Butler and Billy Connolly. What the hell are those two guys doing in a movie together? <laughs> the movie was called Timeline. It should have been it called had an Dead of the Class. Budget. It grossed forty-four million. It lost thirty-six million. And Thirteenth uh, Warrior had a budget of one hundred and sixty million, and only grossed sixty-two million. It lost almost a hundred million dollars. Wow. So, I've, on the flip side, you have Jurassic Park, which made a stupid amount of money. So, you know, as long as Crichton has novels that haven't been turned into movies, you know, somebody's going to try and do it because yeah. there is a track record of success. There you go. All right. Okay, question number four. Kevin Costner had two huge box office disappointments within a three-year span in the 90s. They combined for total losses of $144 million. Can you name the two Kevin Costner box office disappointments from the 90s? Well, Waterworld was obviously one. Waterworld was the number one, yes. And the other one was, I'm assuming, was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? It was not. Oh, That one actually made a lot of money. Huh. Uh, what else did he do that would have bombed right around that time? Uh, oh, the Postman, right? Yes! Postman, 1997. That's $80 million right. budget, grossed $20 million. He lost $60 million on that one. Oh, so, yeah. And you got to think, this is only a few years after he was, you know, Oscar winner Kevin Costner for Dances with Wolves, where he's like, the golden boy can do no wrong. Let's give him a bunch of money and he can do whatever he wants. Yep. Not quite uh, that good an idea every time. All right, last question. Sure. Uh, hopefully this one's uh, 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 one you can get here. Okay, this 2002 sci-fi adventure film had a budget of $100 million, and it starred two Oscar-nominated former Saturday Night Live alumnists. It only earned $7 million, making it one of the biggest box office disappointments ever. Can you name the movie? Oh, How the Mighty Fell, let me tell you. Although he was the box office, one of the box office kings of the 80s, Oh, man, Eddie Murphy sure fell apart when he made The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, man, that was bad. So then, trivia question. Who is the other Saturday Night Live alum who was an Oscar nomination, Oscar nominated, who was in that movie? Um, Was Randy Quaid ever nominated? Yeah, Randy Quaid was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd get that. All right. He is really, he's really lost his mind. He really lost his over the years, hasn't he? Have you seen anything about him lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, Look, man, just, oh, man. Cuckoo Bananas is probably the nicest thing I can say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, hey, good job on the trivia. Again, I'm really surprised that I even got anything right because a lot of those happened after, you know, ni- the 1980s, which I know nothing about. So. Hey, you always ask Yancey questions about movies from your generation and he gets them wrong and you laugh at him. So I no, I don't. I, no, no, we, we, <laughs> we, no, we, we quiz each other on our own movies. So if I make him watch Revenge of the Nerds, he asked me trivia questions about Revenge of the Nerds and I ask him questions about the Matrix and stuff like that. So we, so as, so as not to embarrass each other. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you didn't feel embarrassed. No, no, they, not at all. Well, I got some of them right. So I did okay. And believe me, I tried to get a question in there where the answer was Ishtar, but I could not come up with a question that would stump you on that. It was just too obvious. To say the great movie of 1986. That's all you need to say. I say Ishtar. There you go. That's oh, all you need to do. So there you go. Episode 54, Interstellar Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. 
I'm uh, down and I'm ready to do just as mediocre as I always do. So well, I, what I've done is, again, <laughs> usually and, and by the way, I thought it was interesting. Last week I had Caveman on, as you know, and then he asked me trivia questions. He's like, well, I want to get back at you because some of them were really hard. And he's like, I want to get back at you because you always put Yancey on the spot and ask him questions about your movies that he has no idea about. And I'm like, whoa, hold yep. on a second. That's not what we do. <laughs> I ask him questions about his movies and then you ask me questions about my movies, right? So the idea is that you know this movie, you love this movie, so the questions should be right up your alley. It's I'm not trying to it's not like I'm asking you questions about, you know, the making of airplane or something like that. So <laughs> but anyway, okay, so I got some questions for you. Are you ready, my friend? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so Matthew McConaughey, we mentioned him already, obviously starred in this movie, um, and he's obviously established himself as a major Hollywood actor. Now, we all mm-hmm. got to start somewhere, Yancey. Can you name the movie My, Matthew McConaughey made his film debut in? Uh, think of an old movie. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? Yep. It was 1993. Um. Oh, wow, I can't think of anything even remotely close to that. I'll say, like... No, that was like in the early 2000s. I don't know, Chris. I got to pass. It's Dazed and Confused. Wait, what? Dazed and Confused. I've seen that movie once, and I don't remember him being in it. Are you sure? Oh, my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. the best ever. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in Dazed and Confused. You can go back and you look it up on IMDb or whatever the hell you millennials do to find shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Michael Caine, the legendary Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. And of course, director Christopher Nolan. They worked together on this movie, obviously. But believe it or not, this is the sixth film that Michael Caine and Christopher Nolan have worked on together. So that obviously means by process of elimination, they've done five other movies together. Yancey, all I'm going to do is ask you to name two of the other movies that both Michael Caine and Christopher Nolan have done together. All right. So I know definitely The Dark Knight. Yes, that's one. Definitely Batman Begins. He was Alfred as well. There you go. You got two. Could you name any more to get some bonus um, Inception, one of my favorite films of all time. He plays Miles. Yes. And uh, our good buddy, Sammy Reed, he's been on the show too. And I know I mention him every show, but uh, he got me, he begged me for like months and months. He's like, you have to watch The Prestige. It is an amazing, amazing film. Like, please watch it. And I kept like basically like him the cold short. And finally I did. And he's on the, the Prestige as well. He's uh He's like the assistant or whatever. He's like their their traveling assistant or whatever. I can't remember what his name is, but he is in the yeah. Prestige. So that's four. There's one more. It's another Batman movie. Do you know what the, the third Batman movie is? Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then what was the third one? I don't know. What is it? The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that's you. You're cheating. That's what? basically cheating. <laughs> it's another movie. You millennials keep making these freaking movies over and over again with sequels. They got to count, right? Okay. Yeah. So Christopher Nolan, we talked about him a lot tonight, and he's obviously established himself as uh, one of the premier directors in, in the business, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as I mentioned, just the same with Matthew McConaughey. He started somewhere. So uh, can you name the first film that Christopher Nolan ever directed? Mm. I, wow. I don't think this is right, but it's, I think it's the oldest one I can remember. Is it Memento? Memento is the one that I think a lot of people think is where he made his directorial debut, but it's not right. Sorry. So, no, his first feature length movie uh, he directed was in 1998, and it was called Following. Oh, I'm no. not even remotely aware, so. Okay, good to- on you, Chris. All right, Topher Grace. So we know him mostly from the 70s show, right? So Topher, that's a very unusual first name, Yancey. Um, um, and uh, so could you tell me, uh, do you know, what is Topher short for? 
Uh, my best friend of all time. He's been my best friend since fifth grade. His name is Christopher, but I've called him Topher or Toph for as long as I can remember. I assume it's Christopher, but I don't. Is it? Okay. Okay. Very good. well done. <laughs> okay. Uh, it seemed too easy to be right. But no, I guess... no, that's right. Because uh, Okay, so the, the, the 2015 Oscars, Interstellar, was nominated for five Academy Awards, Yancey. Uh, none in the acting categories. But... The year before that, Matthew McConaughey actually took home the gold as Best Actor at the Oscars for his leading role in a movie. Yancey, can you name the movie that um, Matthew McConaughey won Best Actor Oscar in 2014? It was, wasn't it the one where like he lost a lot of weight? He was like a, yep. he was like a transsexual guy or he had AIDS or something. Mm, I can't remember what it was called. It's the Dallas Buyers Club. But you were Man. on the right track. Yep, definitely. Yep. So uh, Anne Hathaway. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave off with Anne Hathaway here. Yep. Uh, she's obviously in the movie. Uh, and she's been nominated for an Academy Award twice. Actually, once for Best Supporting Actress and once for Best Actress. She actually took home the gold for one of those roles. Can you name the movie that Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for? Mm. I'll give you a hint. She won it for Best Supporting Actress. The Devil Wears Prada. No, she, she, was, she was not in that movie. Was she, was she in that movie? I don't even know. I don't uh, know. No, it was Les Miserables in 2013. Oh, I she, did not watch that. She was uh, previously nominated in 2009 for Rachel Getting Married in the Best Actress category, but she lost to Kate Winslet in The Reader. But anyway. Episode 55, The Killing Fields Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so uh, do you have some trivia you want to throw me? I don't know really much about trivia about this movie, but uh, but go ahead. So um, you, as always, you always like ruin like three or four of my trivia questions <laughs> in the middle of the. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, but such is life. Uh, so my first question was going to be: I was going to ask you if you knew what um, Hang's actual occupation was before this, before the Khmer Rouge occupation. Right. You said a doctor. Do you he happen to know specifically what type of doctor he was? He was a gynecologist. He was an obstetrician. Mm, oh, sorry. Very close. Though. I think that kind of counts. On that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. Like ah. I said, I, I didn't even think you would know that he was a doctor, to be yeah. honest with you. But yeah, he actually served like in the, he was a medical doctor and everything. Like he, he'd been helping people his entire life, which is kind yep. of interesting. Yep. So he, uh, Hang was the second non-professional actor to ever win an Academy Award. Can you name the first person? I'll give you a hint. It was back in 1946. Oh, yeah. It was, um, oh, was that movie where the guy's... The guy who loses the arm in the war and comes back. The best years of our lives. What the hell was his name? Got uh, the movie. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. It escapes me. It's uh, Harold Russell, and it is in the best years of our yeah, lives. Yeah, so yeah, I remember you that. Were, you were right there. Yeah, yeah, they got they got an amputee to play that. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, good job, though. I'll give you half credit for that. Yeah, half a point. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. All right, so uh, we talked about John Malkovich. We both are fans. I'm a fan. Uh, love John Malkovich. Um, uh, he's he awesome. plays Al. He plays Al Rockoff, yes. or Rokoff in this film. Yep. Uh, he did not receive any Academy Award nominations for The Killing Fields, but he did receive a nomination for actor and supporting role in another film of that same year. What was the name of the film? Oh, wasn't it, uh, was it Crimes of the Heart? Is that what it was? You're close. Places, with Places in the Heart? Is that what places it was? Places in the Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that same year, yeah. Very, very nice. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew you would do good at these. I try to keep it pretty close to this, because I know it's like a, you know, this isn't the type of thing where you'd have like a ton of like pop culture sites and stuff, like doing trivia on it or something, you know? Right. It's, it's it's pretty, uh, it's pretty oblique, but, um, so Sam Watterson, he earned an Academy Award nomination for this film. I don't think he, no, he did not win. He did not win. Uh, he's, he's mostly known for his work as the character 
on Law and Order. Can you name the character? Was it oh, was it Briscoe and Logan? Was he McCoy? Was it McCoy? Was that his name? McCoy? Yep, Jack. Yes! yes! Very good. Very I used to good. watch that when I used to work at the bar late at night. I'd come home and they used to play it late at night on A&E and I would watch it. Oh, man, I can't believe I remember McCoy. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, Chris, um, can you name me the capital of Cambodia? Uh, it's Phnom Penh. And can you spell it? Uh, P... Uh, P-H-N-O-M-P-H-E-N? Pretty close. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty close. I think you're one letter off, but I'm going to give you like 90% for that. That's actually pretty good. I was going to ask you first, the question originally was, can you name the capital of Cambodia? But you kept mentioning it during the show, so obviously you knew what the capital was. Oh, so they just said, you got to spell it. (laughs) Now I was like, spell it. (laughs) Oh, so there you go. Okay. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.